2: Recorded live.
3: Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels along with Bill Sims, CEO and Grand Poobah of Accent Wire in Houston, Texas. And today is Friday, July 10th. Hi, Bill.
1: Good morning. How are you?
3: I'm real good. Now we stop acting like it's a radio show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so anyway, um, okay, so London went well for you?
1: Lena did, yes.
3: Okay, good. And then tomorrow you leave for Alaska?
1: No, I leave on Tuesday
3: oh, okay. for Alaska. Yeah. How long will you be in Alaska?
1: You know, we're gone for a week and a half, so I get back. I think we get back um, Sunday week.
3: Okay. So is that business pleasure, some of both?
1: This is entirely vacation.
3: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, have you been yeah. to Alaska before?
1: I have. I've gone up there to, to fish once and to hunt once.
3: Oh yeah, it's beautiful country,
1: isn't it? It's lovely. It's a lovely area.
3: We just we just saw the lazy way on a cruise a couple years ago, but you know. No,
1: that's great. We're we're doing the same thing.
3: It gives at least it gives you a peek, you know. Yeah, exactly. What uh, that's exactly how we're doing it. Yeah, what ship are you taking?
1: You know, we're doing a cruise line called Unalaska. and so I don't know what ship that is, um, but it's a it's interesting. It's a small ship. It's only fifty people on it. So I'm, not, I'm you know, yeah, I'm not sure if that's good or bad, frankly. But you know, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah,
3: yeah. I assume you've done some cruises before.
1: I've only done one cruise about fifteen years ago. It was um, oh
3: really.
1: So you know, and I I thought it was going to be awful, and frankly, I had a great time. I, I after we got off that cruise, I kind of thought we'd do it again soon and just haven't done it since then
3: right right i've done um eastern caribbean western caribbean mexican riviera mediterranean alaska and then this transatlantic cruise we just did a couple months ago so anyway we like it (laughs) obviously are you sitting down and in a place where you're all ready to rock and roll i think i am Okay, good. So what we're going to be doing today is, this is going to be different than any other um, meeting that we have, because most of the time I'm just doing kind of a regular interview with you. And I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions today, too. Um, The whole focus of today, again, we're getting this profile in place, which takes about our first you know, three or four meetings. But the whole purpose of today is to really drill down into a profile of your ideal book reader and the problem your book is going to solve. And the best, fastest way I have found to do that is with a process that's called a strategic attraction plan. It comes from a book a good friend of mine wrote a few years ago called Attracting Perfect Customers. And anyway, it's kind of a, you know, I was like, oh, Jesus, guys from Texas. It's kind of a visualization thing, but I thought, wait a minute, Olympic athletes do visualizing, NFL athletes do visualizing, Bill can do visualizing for half an hour. So uh, I can anyway. do visualizing, yep. You can do it, okay. So what I want you to do is just make sure that you're comfortable in your chair and you're, you know, not, holding a pen or anything like that. Feet and arms are uncrossed and everything. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes if you're comfortable with doing that for a few minutes. Okay. okay? And what I want you to imagine, Bill, is that you're at a really large bookstore, say a Barnes & Noble or something like that. And I've seen these ones in New York and Seattle where there's sort of like a balcony and then you're looking down onto the book, you know, shelves and everything and so i want you to imagine that you are standing up on the edge of this balcony and maybe there's an escalator off to the left or right of you and you're looking down into the business section of the bookstore and you see a couple people milling around in there and you see this one person who picks up a copy of um a book on business and growing a business and entrepreneurship. And you look at this guy or gal and you determine, you know what, I think that this person is absolutely an ideal customer for my book. All right? And so then you take the escalator down and you walk up to this person and you shake hands and introduce yourself and you say, would you like to go over to the cafe and have a cup of coffee? And he says, sure. And so you sit down and, um, you know, you're both sitting there with your coffee and you're going to ask him a few questions. But the first thing I want you to do is notice, all right, how is this person dressed? What is the expression on their face? Um, When you approach them, were they smiling or grimacing or open or skeptical? You know, what was sort of like the... um, the sense that you got from this person. And as you're looking at this person, you're sensing what are the characteristics, qualities, and attributes of this person that is an ideal book reader for you. Okay? Yes. And when when you have a sense of that, go ahead and open your eyes,
2: and then I'm going to ask you some questions.
0: Okay.
3: Okay? All right, good. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to make a list, and of course I'm recording it as you know, but I'm also going to type my little buttons off here, um, and I, I just want you to list what are the characteristics, qualities, and attributes of this person who's your ideal book reader.
1: I'm not sure the visualization, visualization worked at the first half, because I, when I first saw the person, and, uh, they, until you talked about the attributes, I, I kind of... I back into it, but, um, I think a person looking into, particularly looking at the kind of book that I'm trying to write is, is going to be, you know, kind of initially confused. Okay. Confused because opening a business is a lot of different things. Um,
3: Sure.
1: And and nervous. Because again, if you're, if you're opening a business, I mean, um. You know, to do it right, and I, I just saw an article from Richard Branston saying, um, "You know, if you're an entrepreneur, it's it's not a part time, it's not a fill in between salary jobs. You're all in." So, I mean, somebody, somebody who's going into, you know, really doing a business is, you know, one if unless you're an MBA. I think most people who start MBA start businesses are not MBAs. They're right. engineers, or they would
3: you say this person is like nervous about the the commitment?
1: I think confused because okay. So what do I do setting up the company? Um,
3: right. Okay. So let's a, let's stay focused on these qualities, characteristics, and attributes of this person. Okay. Okay. So they're initially confused, a little nervous. What else?
1: I mean, you would have to be to. to passionate or quite kind of excited about you know a new path right
3: sure, um, excited. what about hard worker
1: you'd i mean yeah you'd have to be a hard worker i mean i guess i didn't see that in the person when i sat down with a cup of coffee person but um yeah i mean
3: if that's, that's kind of industrious you know
1: that's kind of a, a Binary. I mean, you don't go to Catholic church unless you're religious. You probably shouldn't be. Um, you shouldn't right. be. Um, you know, getting into being an entrepreneur unless you're a hard worker. Right.
3: What um, about enthusiastic? I okay. think
1: that's part of the the the. In, that's part of the um, the passion, okay. excitement type. I mean, to to you know, for somebody to go into this, um, if you're going to turn the page, it's 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 probably one of the. For a lot of people, it's probably one of the potentially unless you're a serial entrepreneur it's one of the monumental decisions you make in life um because if you're again if you're doing it right you're quitting your job and you're putting probably um some of your own money if not all your own money on the line for it and so that's exciting that's also why you're nervous um there's a whole bunch of books on you know MBA in ten minutes and all that stuff. So that's that's why you're confused. But yeah, you would have to be. I mean, you're you're naturally any any you know any new thing you take. I think you should be excited about it, enthusiastic about it. Um, so sure, I think I think somebody coming into this, picking up a book, is going to be you know excited, nervous, confused, um, enthusiastic, and hard. I think you're you're kind of pulling it out of me, but I, I think all yeah. those.
3: Let me see if I. Can... You're gonna you're gonna tell me if you if you vibe with it or not. You know if you go like no, then if that's not it. Do you have a sense of whether this person is uh, male or female?
1: You know it's funny because when you when you first said it, I I just I assumed kind of a, a male, but okay. when okay. I um but when I sat down with them, it it kind of occurred to me it also would be a, a it was a female, um, and so um. I mean, I I don't think it matters, and I I think, you know, a female is... is
3: Well, women are definitely starting businesses at double the rate of men and have been for a decade now.
1: That's exactly what I was about to say. I I think a female is probably probably as capable, if not more capable, than than doing this because there's not a lot of the baggage that goes around with stupid men. And plus, I just think... um, (laughs) Well, you know, the macho, you know, the, I'm running the bit that type of stuff. I think females are – we're just – one of the companies I met with um, last year, last weekend was Wiremill in Spain, and they're run entirely by women, and I love it. I mean, I'm – you know, it's –
3: College-educated? Really What's uh, that? Or some college-educated, some college, MBA, no?
1: Um, MBA probably disqualifies the person from picking up the book, um, and that's probably not a fair comment because, I mean – that's not what – maybe – let me take that back. Um, I think there's a bunch of um, crap, frankly, around MBA. Um, I think there's a lot yeah, of I, stuff.
3: I agree. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a
1: lot of value that you get out of it. Um, my brother just did a, a really good MBA program, um, and he is the COO of the company. And I, I put him in the COO after he got that degree. Um, and so he's got – he's brought some, some value to that and learned a lot of stuff. But, I mean, I, I think um, – some of the stuff that I, I wanted to talk about at least from the financial standpoint um in the book uh an m b a is going to be fairly cognizant of, but um I still think you know they could benefit from like i said what what we think we have distilled down is the most important stuff to to and simplification of what's you know to grow at this level you need as much money i mean
3: um I, I just think there's a certain amount of commitment you have to have to get yourself through college and you know get that degree you
1: know um agreed my 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 always my thought on this thing originally was though it's it's one of the more interesting things i've found about just my path to here today at least is i was an engineer and um right. you know i've had to weigh through a bunch of different stuff and figure it all out myself um and like I said, I think we've done a good job of of distilling what I think is important and what's not. And, and you know, like I said frankly, no, no, no comment here at all about myself. But I, you know, I, I you know, I, I know the, I know finances and how to, you know, calculate all the silly stuff you can calculate better than my brother who did got the mba i mean so it's just one of those things to where you've been able to over 20 years i've just kind of taken the best of where and like i said it's kind of been distilled and i just to me that that can be imparted to somebody who may have a a marketing degree or an engineering degree or an elementary education degree and and has decided they want to do so i mean that's why i said an MBA, it doesn't disqualify because yeah, I, I still I, think it's valuable. I wasn't
3: talking about a particular major, but a person who has the intelligence and the stick-to-itiveness, you know, the tenacity to get through that.
1: Well, college, college degree or or not. I mean, I, I've frankly, I've, I've, I've met a lot of people who, um, you know, obviously kind of you, people who don't have college degrees either kind of go in different directions, but I think there are a lot of very capable people who
3: didn't, quote, unquote, get
1: a college degree.
3: I agree. Okay, what what else are characteristics, qualities, and attributes? Are they maybe a family person or a single person or?
1: I'm not sure it matters. Um, You know, I think a, a family person, you know, I think it's interesting in that a family person going on this path has got to be re- re- wide awake that they're probably, you know, the first year or two or three, you got to be willing to not really take vacations and, and stuff like that. Exactly. So, I mean, I think right. so, and that affects family. So, um, I think that's, um, it's relevant and kind of peripherally, but I, I don't, I don't think the person you sit down with, um, in the coffee shop, it matters if they're a family person or single.
3: Okay. Age group.
1: You know what i both both people I saw um were probably more in their thirties. Thirties?
2: Which
1: which um I don't know what that is, frankly, in my visualization visualization exercise. It wasn't somebody fifty five. Um and you know, I don't know why that is, frankly. Um So
3: younger but maybe not quite millennial younger.
1: Yeah. Um but again, I'm I'm not sure if that means anything. That that part of the visual, maybe maybe it does. Um, but you know, the, the the guy who then kind of not Bruce Jenner like, but kind of shape shifted to the girl when I was sitting with her um, at the coffee <laughs> shop was. Well, both of them were kind of in my mind of being in the mid 30s. Um, okay. Okay.
3: Okay. All right. Good. Um, what else? What other, what other characteristics, qualities, and attributes um, with the person who's just the ideal reader for your book? You know,
1: I'm not great at these things, but I think um, a little bit of business, exp- uh, working somewhere, so possibly you know, not fresh out of college, so there was some some experience in doing something. Um, so. And I think being in mid thirties, that kind of goes with, that kind of squares with that, right? Um, meaning you've you've seen something or you've done something and you want to do it on your own. Um, and so, you know, and that may be extending from what you've been working on and spinning off and doing it yourself or starting something new. Um, but
3: okay, good. The oh, no. um. I was, I was- Tell me about their personality, like what kind of personality would this person have? You know, we've got passionate, excited, hard worker, enthusiastic, initially confused. What else about their personality? Would you say they're an upbeat, positive kind of person?
1: I think you need to be. Um, So, yeah, I I guess I I didn't go into the visualization um, enough to really kind of pull out the personality. Um yeah, like I said, I'm not real great at these, to be honest with you. But um, you know, I was just at that uh,
2: It's
3: not a Texas CEO kind of thing, Bill. <laughs> I know no,
1: that. I, I was just at a I was just at you know, I was lucky enough to um I think I told her this the finalist for Ian Ian Wise Entrepreneur of the Year. And I was at the Gala just the other um the other night. And um yeah, all those people. I mean, there's some, there's, you know, it's a whole mix of folks, um, but all of them are are fairly comfortable in their own skin, or um, most of them are. I mean, you, you don't have to. This goes back to good to great. You don't you don't have to be a, an amazing charismatic speaker in front of a group of people, frankly. Um, but from a personality standpoint, I think you need to be able to. Um, so I'm backing into this again. Um,
3: That's fine. That's fine.
1: You need to be, you know, be able to be enthusiastic and share the enthusiasm. Um, How
3: about good people skills?
1: You need to understand people. I mean, you know, and, yeah, if you're, you know, if you're just a, you know, it's kind of funny. I like, um, I really like that show called The Prophet with Marcus Limonis. It's oh, on I CNBC. love that show. I like That's, it. I like it more than Shark great. Tank. Yeah, um, yeah, I like one the Shark Tank, and you know some of the things that just some of those people places that he goes into. I mean the, um, you know, and I understand that they're choosing something, but all those people were entrepreneurs, and um, and the majority of the things he's going into is the 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 the, the, the business and the enterprise is failing. That's right. why he's there, um, right. and it, it it is astounding. And maybe this could be referred to. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about crediting stuff. But it's it's a, it, it is astounding as you kind of look at all these people. You're spot on. The people skills of a lot of the people running are, are not good. I mean, I don't think you have to be, you know, some, you know,
3: Dale Carnegie. <laughs> yeah, you
1: you don't have to be, you know, yeah, you know, Carnegie or, or you know a, a carnival barker type thing. Um, you know, just really a. a a charismatic person but if you're if you're kind of a jerk (laughs) frankly and if you're um if you're in it for yourself um and you kind of blame others first type thing it's it's really not something you should get into um right and so that that like i said kind of backing into it somebody to be successful after picking up the book should have people skills and be sympathetic and have empathy for people um and I, I i want
3: to say um I watched an episode of it, I think it was just over the weekend, you know, and it was a company that did, like, signage and, um, you know, displays, yes. point of purchase type of stuff, and they had, like, two partners, and nobody knew who they were really supposed to, you know, um, go to when they needed decisions about things, you know, and the one guy was sort of like the marketing guy, and the other guy was like the, you know, the creative designer, right? Right. You know, and the creative designer did not have good communication skills. And I just had to laugh because every time I've worked with graphic designers and I've helped them with marketing and stuff like this, they are horrible at communication skills because they are so visually oriented, you know, on what they're creating. It's like their focus is all that. Their focus is not words, you know. So Anyway, just made me That's laugh it. when I saw it because it squared up with my experience, you know. So, anyway, but you're right. Some of the people they're like, put the hammer down. They're not very, they're not very nice. And other people they're just. It's not that they're not nice. They're just shy or just not good communicators.
1: You know, in communication. I think we all stink. Every every company on the earth stinks <laughs> of communication, corporate communication. I mean, it's just it's a it's a kind of a. It's one of our initiatives right now over the next six years is to really improve communication across the whole company. Um, we'll you know, make communi- sure
3: we have a chapter on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, communication is, but communication is not um, coming down from. I mean, it, it, and it's harder to say when you're a one person startup. You don't have to communicate a whole lot to yourself. Um, but you know, communication is not Moses coming down from the mountain. I'm 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 equally bad at communication as everybody else in the world is. But um, the um. I mean, communicate. I mean, it's a systematic company culture. I mean, communication goes peer to peer. It goes um, top down. It goes down. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of a highway network as opposed to just you know can the CEO communicate? I mean, you you've got to be able to communicate what the vision of the company is and where you're going. I mean, that's for a little larger organization. Right. But I mean, it's well, um, but the you people skills been- you're, you're spot on about. I mean, if you're, I mean, because. If you're irascible, if you're if you're more into um, you know, if it's all about you, if it's um, if you're blaming people first, if you're you know, a lot of the stuff I've seen on some of those, just it's kind of interesting as you've you asked or made the comment. I mean, you can probably run a little silkscreen shop with a t-shirt, but I mean, to grow it bigger, you're going to run people. I mean, it's 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 you're going to generate a dysfunctional organization if you're a, you're a certain kind of person. And um, I don't think there's any two ways around it. I mean, you know, it's okay. just so, so that person to be successful should be, have people skills. They don't have to be, they don't have to be, and you know, it's it, again, Jim Collins says this in the Good good Great book, you don't have to be some kind of sparkling cult of personality kind of guy. Um,
3: right, right.
1: Which, but so you have to have empathy things, for people.
3: One of the things I wrote down here based on, you know, you were talking about, they can't be a blamer. As I wrote down, takes responsibility for actions.
1: Yeah. Um, criticism in a mirror and, and praise in a, through a window. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's – that's. And I, again, I think that's a quote from one of these business books I've read in the last 15 years. But, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the blame should be always be on me first and – um you know we also one of the things we like to say when we come down and and do a a drill down on something that got fouled up um is to play the ball not the man we don't we don't like to point fingers necessarily eventually you know it it if you got to make a change in a person you have to make the change in the person but when you're in you know and and but a CEO who's sitting there saying you know you got a problem and and it's kind of a rabbit trail you're you know but yeah, if you're if you're blaming people, um, if you're you got to take responsibility for stuff. I completely agree, and, and I don't know how you. Defi- I mean, because I think most people who are that way, who are not who are not that way, don't necessarily recognize it. So I'm not even sure how you work that in. But um, I, I think that comment. I think your comment about people skills is is really good. Again, like, you don't have to be a PT Barnum, but. Um, you know, you, you have to have empathy for people and sympathy for people and the ability to take responsibility.
3: understand, people. I'm going to add the word empathy here. Okay. Any other characteristics, qualities, or attributes of this person?
1: you got to be – I think you have – one of the things that I, I just think you've got to um, – and maybe this is the ideal startup entrepreneur versus this one person because, again, I, I have – I have trouble figuring out how I could have gotten all this from just sitting there for five minutes and a cup of cup, but you have to be flexible. So the person would have to be flexible. Um, cause flexible you know, and adaptable. Yeah. Adaptable is a better word, frankly, cause all, you know, everything you, I don't think there's been a business plan that we've ever come up with. that runs one point one through 15 and everything knocks off exactly. I mean, and so you, if you're not flexible and adaptable, a better word than mine, um, I mean, it's just, it's it's hard. It causes frustration if you're not able to kind of, and it it puts the business at, at somewhat risk if you can't be adaptable and flexible.
3: Right, right. Anything so, else? So,
1: be adaptable, flexible. Um,
3: I know you wouldn't get all this from a 10-minute cup of coffee, but, you know. as as
1: long Well, as it's it's, it helps me, like I said, I'm kind of trying to come through it, to it from different angles. Um,
3: I love the idea that that get-together you were at for the Entrepreneur of the Year Award because you probably met a lot of people there who would be ideal readers of your book.
1: Yeah. Um, I think maybe, I mean, frankly, if you're a candidate for an Entrepreneur of the Year, you've, you've probably figured out what works for you. Um, but, um I think what's interesting about that is those are kind of the successful ones, and it's it's you know. It's oh, so they
3: might be further down the path. Than yeah, the those those are
1: those are,
3: for,
1: oh. those are guys who've really you know, like I said, they're being recognized as you know top entrepreneurs in you know a certain region. Um, but you can you, what you can take from that is is you can compare some of the attributes of those people and compare some of the attributes of the that. Poor guy Marcos Lamona's who has to go in and try to figure out with all those ding dogs that he has on his show, and there's there's certainly a, there's certainly a difference in the the attributes of those people who've reached and had success, and the attributes of of the people that Marcos Lamona's is having to come in and, and bail them out, and that's an right. interesting that's an interesting comparison. Yeah,
3: yeah, okay. So we're going to go on to. Um For me, the second page of this, for you, the second big question, okay? And what I want you to do, and uh, for just a moment, is close your eyes and you are back at the cafe at the bookstore sitting across from this person. And what I'm going to do is I want you to get a sense of this person and what makes them tick. Why do they get out of bed in the morning? Who's the most important person to them in the world? What's most important to them in the world? What do they want to accomplish before they leave this world? And what do they really love about their life? All right? So what I'm going to do is ask you to open your eyes. And I'm going to ask you those five questions again. And I want you to try your best, Bill, to answer them as if you could almost like see through that other person's eyeballs, you know, and kind of get into their head for a few minutes. All right? So let me know when you're ready to start.
1: Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay.
3: All right. So, why does this person get out of bed in the morning?
1: I mean, I'm um. I'm gonna try not to do it for me because I, I um. My first thing was for family, but maybe I'm I'm still putting that in front. um. Well, maybe it is for them too maybe um you know cuz you know you want to provide and, uh for your family um to i mean to there's i mean for somebody embarking on the entrepreneur uh path the first thing i'm getting out of bed for frankly is to um go get busy and accomplish what you're trying to accomplish not just today but over 3 years Um, So – but this person who's not made that decision yet – I'm kind of stinking at this question. Well,
0: but
3: even if they haven't started the business yet, You know, I like, because I feel this way every time when I wake up in the morning, to go get busy, accomplish what you want to accomplish, not just for now, but into the future.
1: Yeah, and I can tell you what may be kind of the turn on the year is, um, you know, there's, if you've got dreams and you want to do something, um, sometimes it's not fun to get out of bed, to go to the nine-to-five job that you're just kind of, you know, Clocking in and clocking out, and and or you disagree with the direction of company, or you um, I mean so maybe they're maybe they're going into that bookstore to um start something that will make them want to get out of bed in the morning and you know run their own business and follow their own dreams. I mean um, I like that. I like that. If, so if a person you know if a person's not started a business yet and if they're thinking about it, there's a whole bunch of things that bring them to that right. Um, you know, either they're, they've got a a dream that's you know was was early lifelong um, of running business. They either you know are working for somebody else and just disagree in the direction, or think they could do it better, or want the challenge. Um, and so, um, you know, in in most of the cases, or in half the cases, maybe maybe they're maybe they're not wanting to get out of bed in the morning. Um, And continue doing (laughs) continue doing what they want. They're doing right. (laughs) So, um, I mean that that may be the you know kind of kind of a reflection answer. Kind of the opposite, but um,
3: that's fine. That's fine. All right. Question two: Who is the most important person to them in the world?
0: I think family or kids.
2: Yeah, okay. That's what most people say. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I just put family. All yeah. right. Okay. What's most important to them in the world?
1: It can't be security. Um, if you're looking towards doing forming a company, um, so that's the one thing.
0: So potentially
1: building something greater than you or following your following your dreams or, or you know, um, finally, you know, stepping out and doing something you've wanted to do or, or maybe it's something that's just occurred to you recently. Um, but, I mean, the one thing that seems like it can't be is security. Because yeah, sure. security is, um, you know, There's no security in this, at least initially.
3: Yeah, yeah. I know um, when I used to work with Bob Allen, he would say there's a door called security and a door called freedom. And if you choose the door called security, you lose both of them.
1: That's a good quote.
3: Yeah, that's why he's a book author. (laughs) Well,
1: I'm 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 relying on you for the quotes. uh freedom may be a, a good one frankly um
3: freedom you know, and independence is huge without that prep and worst.
1: freedom and independence may be a very good one but you know it's fun, funny because it's it's a it's a different kind of freedom frankly um you know there's um i'm frankly freaking out about um being on a boat for a week without so I, you know i'm having a set phone flown in here and everything so i mean you know there's freedom, but there's not freedom um right. so I'm I, not you know it's one of those things where you know to an extent you're you're less free um to leave for vacation kind of forget yourself um but you're free to follow your own and make your own decisions and mistakes. Freedom's a good one, but it's double edged sword type sure,
2: answer. sure but free to uh follow your
0: Which
1: you, you, I mean, and one of the things that I, you know, one of the things I want the person sitting there who reads the book to understand is, you know, you know, you're, you know, it's there's a level of, you know, as a company grows, there's a level of, of it's fun, it's rewarding, it's exciting, but there's a level of responsibility and and that is very, very different than working for, you know, HP.
2: Sure. Okay, next question. All right.
3: You're doing really good. Okay. What do they want to accomplish before they leave this world?
1: Um, you know, there, there's a number of things that um, your end game could be. Um, you know, my first thought was to build something bigger than you or something enduring as in an organization. Um you know, could be financial. I mean, you you could want to build something up and and sell it, but you know, it's kind of funny that people who do that end up starting another business often. Yeah. Because for the thrill and the buzz and the excitement, you know, it's it's you know, I, I think the best um, answer there is is to build an organization that um you know can endure beyond you. And again, that's different than somebody putting together a silk screening business.
3: Sure, sure. Okay, so I put build something enduring, an organization, and then I put build a financial legacy.
1: Yeah, that's 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 good. I mean, because, you know, at some point, if you're successful, your ability to make money, I mean, I, I think I once read that the majority of wealthy people, if you're wealthy in the United States, you have your own business.
3: Yes, yeah. Um,
1: and so there's there's that element that um if you really, you know, it's it's probably the easiest path to um becoming quite wealthy. It's it's also frankly the easiest path to losing your ass. Um so I mean it's you know, so it's it's not, you know, it's it's kind of your hometown. It's a little Las Vegas. So if
3: this person is you know, college educated, they're kind of nervous, they're kind of whatever, um one of the things they want it sounds like they want to do financially is kind of lift themselves from where they're at to where they want to be.
1: Yeah different um,
3: station in life so to speak.
1: Lift themselves or or again follow something they've been thinking about for a while. Yeah, I, I would say that's that's a good motivation or desire or drive.
2: Okay, good. All right, last question on this one is, what do they really love about their life?
1: I think you're going to have to kind of, I think you would have to get a lot of satisfaction out of work. Um, so they've enjoyed success in whatever they've done to work, because again, if you're not yet, you're, you're about to double down on your work, frankly. Um, and so to be doing it, you're wanting to, um, get some kind of additional satisfaction or further satisfaction. So, I mean, you know, enjoyed your work, gotten a lot of, you know, satisfaction out of it, but you're also in some level unsatisfied, um, from a personal standpoint um you know i I don't think you could really um not and appreciate and and like a lot of free time um if you're gonna take this path, especially for a few years. So so I think you'd have to kind of want to um, – the person's going to have to be challenged and motivated and uh, re- receive kind of a sense of personal satisfaction from, you know, work-related stuff, to be honest with
3: you. Yep,
1: um, right. Yep. So, I mean, you know, because otherwise you wouldn't be putting your personal monies in to work. 65 hours to make less than you're making right now for first few years.
3: Sure, sure.
2: Okay, good. These are good. All right, so
3: now I'm going to go on to the third page, okay? And we want to make sure that the book is a good fit for readers so that when they read it, they go, yep, this is what I was hoping for. So what would you say is the problem that your book will
2: solve for readers?
1: There's a whole bunch of things that um, hurdles and things that g- get a person from kind of deciding or thinking about doing something to doing it. Um,
3: so taking action.
1: Yeah. So how how do you how do you put together a sales organization if you're going to have a, a people sales organization, or how do you how do you ramp up to do it? on a web-based thing. Um, and I'm not very good at the web-based thing. So, you know, I just, I understand it's a great opportunity for a lot of people, um, to kind of short circuit the sale, the building up of the sales team. Um, if you're buying and reselling and not providing a service, you got to have vendors. Um, how do you do that? How do you get financing for all those things? How do you measure, um, how do you measure how you're doing? Um, Back to that question, you know, uh, you know and it's, it's funny you ask kids these days. If you talk through a few financial figures, and, and one of the things is, um, you know, our sales are 120 million dollars. You, you, later in the day, if you ask them how much you make, they'll say 120 million dollars. I mean, that's it's as basic as that. So, I mean, um, a little bit of just, you know, you know, just general business knowledge, a quite, quite a bit of. Um, you know, kind of guidance on how to, um, some of the mistakes and successes we've had. Um, some,
2: maybe some motivation and
3: encouragement as
1: well. Sure. With a dose of reality, I I think, you know, um, in business, I'm an optimist, but I really, I really do think it's, it's it's a fascinating thing that, you know, to, um, I mean, to really strike out and do your own business, you got to, you got to, you got to understand what's um and again it it's it's the book's not really um for somebody wanting to do it, it part time or you know just kind of filling in between while well, looking for a job so if you're if you're looking to go in that direction i mean um you know they're they're frankly you know if you're going to get funding from a bank the, the banks are going to um won't you know I mean, frankly, all of our assets are um, bank has first right to, um, and I personally guaranteed uh, lines of credit with with mills, and so I if
3: home taking on risk,
1: <laughs> uh, t- taking on a risk, and I mean, um, you know, you got to have to be comfortable with taking on risk, and you, you really got to know what you're, and you got to know what you're getting into. I mean, like I said, you, I mean, if you got two, one person starting out a business with three or four people. I mean, all right, maybe you can get away for a couple long weekends during a year, but I mean, you can't take 2-3 weeks off. Um
2: right.
1: and you pay yourself last. And so um you know, so yeah, coaching and excitement and everything, but also the the flip side of that coin that um you know, you got to realize cuz you know, it, it's I think I told you this last time we but it, I, that interesting little blurb of 9 out of 10 or what, whatever it is, businesses fail within the first um
2: sure, I mean, sure you know Ideas. it's an, it,
1: it's a it's a interesting little statistic but you know if if you were doing it the right way nine of those you know if if five of those people who failed out of the nine were doing it the right way they're you know they're really in a worse shape financially and personally than where when they started i mean so it's a
3: right.
1: it's a bad thing do so, so i mean like
3: when you watch the profit a lot of times you can see why these businesses are failing pretty fast
1: yeah, agreed. And he does a good job of kind of distilling that. I mean, obviously better than me at kind of sorting out where where the problems are when he walks in the door.
3: Sure, sure. Anything else regarding the problem your book will solve for readers?
1: Um, I mean, I think just the path on how to kind of run a business and, you know, what to be cognizant of. I, I don't think I've answered this one very well. It's Obviously, it's a big question. Um Go back to my notes here, real quick. Give me just a second <laughs> to boot on my computer.
0: I mean, how to put together, you know, I kind of wanted,
1: you know, how to put together a business plan, you know, okay. I, you know, just generally how do you, you know, I think budgets, frankly, I, I think budgets are kind of a waste of time and, you know, I kind of wanted to kind of talk through why that is. So, I mean, you know, you don't, shouldn't, as an entrepreneur with five people, you, you, you kind of have to plan what you know and, and kind of um but just the whole budget process of spending two weeks on a budget so i think for at that level kind of um you know some just some of the tricks that we've i remember my dad when he was um some of the tricks of the trade you know frankly i mean how to appear bigger than you are um
2: yeah, well, yeah.
1: and because in startup that's you've got to look bigger than you are. Um,
3: sure, sure. You know,
1: what What you ought to tell people I when they ask you. I think I'm for, called
3: the International Book Writing Guild. There you go, exactly. Um, I mean, it's because I have clients internationally, you know, but <laughs> it's still mostly me and a couple of helpers, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. So um, what what happened, don't... When you're first starting out, don't ever send anybody your financials. Nobody wants to give credit to somebody who's selling $150,000 a year. I mean... Um, just say we're a closely private-held company, we don't release financials. I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, it'd be my... Well,
3: that's, that's good. That's good stuff. So. Yeah, just stuff like that. So little
1: tricks of the trade, um, you know, basics okay. to, you know, re- you know, preparing and reading a financial statement and kind of the ratios that you really need to be, re- that are really relevant um, to keeping business, you know, kind of the financial health of it. Outside of just the MBA books, um, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what we do when we're strategically looking through a business and and drilling down on what we, you know, I guess everybody knows what KPI is, but what we do to kind of measure and determine, you know, one or two critical parts for your business that ought to be looked at constantly. Um, And it's not the financial statements. Um. Just stuff like that.
3: Okay, good. Good, good. All right. We've got good stuff. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to be using this as I write your book so that I stay focused on our primary objective and our reader, as if yeah. I'm sitting across the table at Starbucks having a cup of coffee or, you know, whatever with them, Okay. So you know that that kind of makes us on the same page, you know. So what was that experience like for you? Did you learn anything through doing this?
1: Yeah, I, I like you said. I'm um, I'm not sure if it really necessarily has anything with being from Texas, but I'm I'm not. Yeah, you know, I do visualization exercises. It was good. Um, yeah, you and know, helped me kind of. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I kind of like and we have a Starbucks of what you visualized almost exactly close to us in the woodlands so i, I actually <laughs> use that so yeah it was good
3: yeah good good i'm glad to hear that so here's what i'm going to do bill i'm going to um email this to you okay okay good. and right. what i want you to do is if you get a if you get a few minutes before um before you take off on your trip on tuesday um look it over just kind of skim through it and there might be something where you go oh she didn't get me there and then you want to cross it off the list or you know what was i thinking or how did i forget that or you know something right so and then we'll just take the first five minutes of our next conversation to just go over it and see if there were any changes that you wanted you know and then our next conversation we're going to be talking about your overview and putting your outline into place Okay. So um, we're moving forward. We're doing good. Great. Okay. Do you have any questions for me right now?
1: Not at all. I'm enjoying the process. It's kind of fun to get kind of get started.
3: Okay. Good. Good. So let's schedule a time after you get back. Um, I'm thinking, let me Pull up. you know, I added this thing to my phone without realizing it where I have to enter a password every time I want to, like, do something. And it's driving me crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I went into settings and tried to and get rid of it, and thought I did, but I didn't. So now I'm going to have to go to the Sprint store and have the technology help me out. exactly. <laughs> so I think I have you down for the 24th, which is two weeks from today.
2: Let's see here, I'm in Alaska
1: that week, um, so we're doing when do Friday. You, when right? do you
3: get on the ship? You'll still be in Alaska then.
1: Yeah, I'll be on the ship. So the 31st or 7th is fine, Christine.
3: Okay. All right. So let me just move that one week. Bill Sims, Friday the 24th. We'll move that to the 31st. Okay. Save. All right. We're good to go. So... Okay, good. I will send you this um, strategic attraction plan and just a little email confirming things. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you before I let you go. Real quick here. Do 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 do. Um, return to phone. Okay, what I would write from you, and I promise I will not use this often at all, is your cell phone number.
1: Oh, it's two eight one.
3: Two eight one.
1: Seven seven two. 4919.
3: 4919. Just usually, what I'll do with my clients is the night before we meet, I'll send you a quick text message that says, Looking forward to our meeting tomorrow at 10 o'clock. The number to dial is. So you just have Andy handy right there on your phone.
1: That's perfect. Okay? Great.
3: Okay, great. Listen, have a fun time on Thank your vacation. You. Well, I appreciate and it. I'll, I'll talk to you in a few weeks. Sounds good. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.